Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode. And if you feel like you've lost your way with your drawing, we're going to help you get back on track. But before we go on, we just want to say a big thank you to our latest Kofi supporters. And they are uh, Karen McDonald. Always enjoy your podcast and the challenges. Thank you for all you do. Um, And Joanna Brown. Uh, thank you so much, Joanna, for your uh, continued support. We really, really appreciate it. And last night, just before I went to bed, I see another one come up on my phone, um, which you didn't notice, did you, Tara? <laughs> I didn't know. No. KT Lennon. Thanks again for another great podcast, and particularly for the mention, you made me squeal. You're both fab. Thank you for helping me grow as an artist. And I did ask Tara earlier um, what she thought that squeal might sound like, and what what did you say, Tara? I said, said, I think it probably sounded like you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we really appreciate the support. Not only does it help us towards the cost of running Kicking the Creators, which helps us keep doing what we do, but it also shows that you like what we do. So a big thank you. And we also want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Evolve. Evolve can teach you to paint in a realism style to a professional level in a year. Not only does it, do they provide all the lessons and support online, but they also send you all the materials that you need. You can watch a free masterclass from Evolve by going to kickinthecreatives.com forward slash Evolve webinar. And thanks to everyone who's been sharing their work for the challenges with us on social media. As always, there are hundreds and hundreds and thousands, I think, now of posts. And it's really hard to pick people out. Um, Esther Arroyo, she has been doing a quick kick September challenge and I'm loving her stuff. And it's one of those um, styles that, you know, makes you keep looking. She's been combining the um, blind contour but she's been using text in her work and using really, really lovely colour combinations. It's really clever. Have you seen any of Esther's work? Yeah, I had her on my list, actually. Oh, did um, you? Did you steal it? You did. You stole it. I hope you're going to not steal my others. Oh, no. I I really liked her text that she's been doing because I've been slightly experimenting with text, and so I'm going to take a bit of inspiration from her, I think. Yeah, going to steal her idea, <laughs> and it well, it's all about inspiration, isn't it? You know, she um, when she does her writing, though, you see, I always find when I write in my sketchbook, I think, oh well, I've ruined it now. My 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 chicken scrawl all over the page, but um, I mean this in the nicest possible way, Esther. But um, yeah, your your writing on on the text is is. I couldn't really make out particularly what it said in the beginning. So it's not like you've made it really neat or anything like that, but somehow that is what makes it work. Do you know what I mean? Yes, really nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm really looking, I'm really liking those. Um, Catherine C. Slater, did I steal another one? No. Oh, good. Catherine C. Slater, she's been doing the uh, Sketchathon September challenge. And um, yesterday she posted a sketch of her devoted workspace, 
um, her like an art studio, I guess, along with a photograph of of the of the um, workspace, and it looks so inviting in there. Do you know she's even got a sofa? Really? Yeah, she's got a sofa. It looks um, it looks kind of like she's got this sort of like almost like a. A sort of, I don't know whether she's made a spare bedroom into her workspace or part of the loft or whatever, but it's really lovely. And it's it's just, she's got these old, um, they, they look like vintage suitcases sort of stacked up and it just looks really nice. I really like seeing where people create their work, don't you? Do you know I've got a sofa in my office? Have you? Yeah. I'm feeling left out here. <laughs> that, that is in, it's in the other end. It's in the semi-tidy end. Oh, not my messy yeah. yeah see i've got a um an office wheelie chair not, <laughs> not quite the same but uh, you know i have got fairy lights so <laughs> yeah no i, I haven't got those so, you so win. A- apart from the one i stole who has caught your eye so i've got jackie hussey Paluski. i don't know if you saw this drawing she did of Joni mitchell it absolutely fantastic it's basically a woman with a hat in it and a cat <laughs> yeah it sounds like a kid's rhyme doesn't it yeah but it's it's basically a blind contour that she's colored up with markers and jackie's just brilliant with markers anyway and i just love it's just so quirky and i wish i'd done it it was just so good um and then also there was a blind contour by imaginings by karen i don't know if you saw this one but it was of a bearded man and it was just in black and white. And I think she'd done that thing, you know, where you just touch it with water and you get all the grey oh, I think tones. I did see that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, really loved that one. So, yeah, they, they weren't my favourite picks. I've been away, so I've been rather lax and haven't been in there that much. I do apologise. Have you noticed I've, I've been really good and I haven't, I haven't disturbed your being away? Yeah, you haven't actually. No, you didn't I've, text I've, me or anything. No, I left you well alone. I thought, no, she's on holiday. I'm going to leave her alone. And I did. So, yeah, hats off to me. I did Clearly well. <laughs> there were no tech, no, no, no tech issues. No technical issues. So, anyway, what's been new with you? Uh, <clears throat> oh, yes. I've um, recently finished that portrait I was telling you about. And I'm sure I mentioned it on the last podcast. Um, I'm pretty sure, I'm, well, I'm almost certain, actually, that the person this, this portrait is for doesn't listen to this podcast. So I am going to say what it is on here. I'm just not going to share it on social media until after her birthday, which is in a couple of weeks. Um, so what it is, is I decided I was going to paint a portrait in the style of an old master. And, um, and I decided this when I was feeling a bit at that crossroads I spoke about. I don't know if you remember Tara. I was saying, "Oh, I don't know what to do next." I'm yeah, well, that's a bit, bit why we did this episode, isn't it? Yes, it is. I kind of got out of the habit of doing anything, and I was sort of waiting for inspiration. Well, that never works. <laughs> but anyway, obviously, I'm a realism painter, and, and then I did those bums for a bit of fun, didn't I? Which was great. And then I just sort of started feeling really confused about what I wanted to do next. Um, so I decided to go right back to the beginning and paint something in the way I originally learned to paint or rather taught myself to paint. And, um, my thoughts were by going back there just for fun, it, it kind of might just reboot me a bit, you know, like a computer. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and do you know, do you remember that time we went to Brighton, Tara, and we were um, yeah. looking around some of the galleries and there was this guy wasn't there and he was doing like um 
old master paintings and like he did the girl with a pearl earring um blowing bubble gum or something and them or was it the mona oh, lisa or something they were brilliant weren't they and he'd, he'd make some old master painting into sort of a star wars character wouldn't he yeah like and, and, and he did he, i'm sure he did the mona lisa or something as well and he did i can't remember what the mona lisa was doing lisa was doing whether she she might have been making some kind of rude gesture with her finger i don't i don't know i can't remember what it was but it made me chuckle but um it I, obviously that stuck in my head somewhere online. I really appreciated the humour in that, um, but I just I kind of I, I wanted to try something different, uh, you know, way different than what I've been doing, just to have some fun, I guess. And um, I've got to say, this portrait it literally fell off the brush. I reckon it probably took me two weekends to do. To be honest, it was just letting bits dry, really. That. Um, in fact, I didn't even have to do a lot of that because it's it was quite um, thin layers, and to be honest, I was very what's the word loose, I suppose, with with certainly with the clothing and all that. So yeah, I had a lot of fun doing this portrait. Um, it was really nice to do something that seemed so effortless for a change, and I'm really pleased with how it's turned out. So what this painting is, um, I've done it for my daughter. And it's a copy. Well, not a copy. Let's say my own version of the girl with a pearl earring, you know, by Vermeer. And um, what I've done is instead of using the original face and copying that, I've I've swapped it for the face of my daughter instead. And I've I've done her with her tongue sticking out. I mean, I could go on and tell you the whole way uh, reason why I've painted her like that, but I think that would be a whole new episode. <laughs> um, so I'm going to leave it there. But what I will say is that it gave me that. Um, feeling of wanting to rush back into my studio again which you know I haven't had for a while and uh, we've been speaking about this haven't we Tara that you know art sales at the moment are very slow at the moment and quite honestly you know it can be quite disheartening can't it but when you think about everything that's going on around us right now it's hardly surprising so um, I think for the rest of this year I I think I might just paint some personal projects to get me back in the zone and then I'll get back to the serious stuff at the beginning of next year. But yeah, this portrait's been really, really good fun. I've, I've absolutely loved every minute of it. And um, I don't know whether it's because I know the face so well. It just seemed so easy. I don't know if it would have been so easy if I'd have, I don't know, if it was someone else or if I was trying to do a dead copy of that original painting. And, and the other thing I was going to do originally, I thought, oh, I could do... Um, I could do that crackle glaze and I could make it really, really do an absolute copy of the painting apart from the face, but also age it in that way. And then I thought, actually, do I really want to do that? Why don't I do do the painting um, of the girl with a pearl earring, but kind of in my own style rather than Vermeer's, if you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, don't be. You don't have to be true. You don't I have to wasn't be totally true to it, do you? No, I definitely wasn't a slave to it at all. So by the time this podcast goes out, I probably it'll probably be on my social media because her birthday's um, on the third of October. So I shall probably post it um, very soon after that. So yeah, if it's after the third of the Oct- October when you listen to this, you you can go to my Instagram at sandra.busby and you'll probably see it on there. What about you, Tara? What is new with you? Well, you know I've been away, don't you? We just went away. We went away for a week uh, to the coast in England. Um, and we didn't have great weather, but it was just nice. It was nice to get away. But, of course, because of that, I didn't really do much. 
Um, I did a couple of loose face sketches while we're away. That was all just one night. Just felt like doing something a bit different because we didn't because we don't have great weather. We weren't outside that much. Um, so yeah, I just did some. You know those watercolor markers that you've now got. Yeah, I just did some stuff with those. Just really, really loose. So that was that was quite fun, and I I quite enjoyed the fact that I was doing that, and it was just for no reason. If you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't going to be look like you, I guess. It wasn't mm. going to be a thing that I was going to try and sell or anything like that. So that was quite fun. Um, oh, you've got to show, you've got to show me those. You have to send me a text. I, yeah, I put them on social. Oh, I, oh well, we'll go into social in a bit. Oh, no, <laughs> I, oh, I think I put them on. I think I put them on a story. I didn't put them on like Insta. It was on Twitter. Oh, right, I okay. See that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they would have gone off Instagram. Um, but before I went away, do you, I don't think I've spoken about this. I finally tried some big art. Yes, I know. You, you know I've been I've been talking about this for ages, haven't I? And I don't think I mentioned this on the previous podcast. Um, but yeah, I finally got the big canvas out. Um, actually tried it like the first time. I wasn't that happy with what happened. But the second time went loads better. But I've had to adapt how I work a bit. Mm. Because if if I'm working big, you know those little neocolor crayons. Pastels? Oh yeah, they're they're just so small. If you're working at a one size, you know, big. Can you not um, take the wrappers off and use them on their sides? Yeah, but it's still not. Mm. It still doesn't really work. Um, not very well. So what I ended up doing was using. I wanted to get some really big oil part pastels, but I actually took out the ones I have, and they're actually about one and a half times the size of a near color anyway. They are quite right. a bit chunkier. Ah. So I ended up using those, but then I actually use because they're water soluble ones. Yeah. I use them with a bit of matte medium mixed in. So what that's done is set them a little oh, bit. Oh, brilliant, yeah. Which is, because uh, that's what drives me nuts about oil pastels. Because, like, near colour, do not rub off anywhere near as much as oils do. And I wish someone would come up with a solution for oil pastels where you could actually spray them at the end and it would actually properly fix them. Yeah, that's the only trouble, isn't it, with... Um... Yeah, like that. It's like I know. I know you hate them, but they are such. I don't hate you know, them to look at. I don't. I hate using them myself. Yeah, yeah. but mm. as a medium for some someone who likes immediacy, they're like really, really nice. Just that fact that you can never properly fix them is frustrating. If they could come up with something where the two you chemicals, know you can use you know, a brush, you sprayed it. You can use a brush and some a solvent. Yeah, and use and it almost yeah. Look, use it to kind of dissolve it and use it as paint yeah well i've got water soluble ones so basically i can just use water yeah. i guess it's like um you know water oil paints yeah yeah so yeah it works like that but yeah so but are you gonna was... do it again yes i am gonna do it some more i've actually ordered some paper i uh messaged uh carmel who was on our previous podcast yeah just say oh, what paper did you use i can't remember what you said Stone i should have gone into the it? podcast it <laughs> was god you've got good memory <laughs> and so and so i was gonna go and buy stonehenge paper and i went and had a look but then they had some bockingford on sale and <laughs> i had the bockingford because uh-huh. they got like a bockingford got a nice smooth surface yeah one so i've gone for that it hasn't arrived yet but I was thinking, the good thing about that is I might be able to roll them up if I manage to sell some. At the moment, I've got boards, which are going to be a bit of a nightmare to post. That's the thing, isn't it? It's, it would be so good if you could put them in a tube. Because I put them in the postage, tube with a bit of... 
And it's, they're so you know, protected like you... in the tube, aren't they? They're much more protected. I mean, yeah. I used to send my prints mounted and flat and they look beautiful. But the problem is, is the damage is so hard to pack them where the corners are not vulnerable and, yeah. and it's so much more expensive and they're, they're prone to damage. You know, it's so much easier and much, much better for the, the print, I think, if you can just like put them in a tube, you know. Yeah, it doesn't look so amazing so, when it comes out because it's not pre-mounted already. But it's easy to get something yeah. mounted, isn't it? At the end of the day, yeah. And I wouldn't sell it mounted anyway because if no. I was going to sell the boards, you know, just but but the boards, these boards I've been using, they're about maybe two mil thick. So yeah. it's not like a, so you've got no if you post it, there's no rigidity. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not <laughs> yeah. like at least if you've got a canvas on a frame, you've got mm. that. And with with this, you've got nothing. So you're almost going to have to pack it with in some MDF or something. It's interesting you how know, you have big, to how you have to adapt your not just your um, the size of your mediums, but even the movement in your arm. Even oh god, totally, it's totally different, isn't it? Yeah, and. I don't know. And I also, um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but because it's, I usually do this um, acrylic ink at the beginning. You know, I go really loose. Yeah, you kind of drop it on, don't you? Yeah, I drop it on, but it's, which is great when you're on the flat. But of course, I tried that on an easel. (laughs) (laughs) So, not so great when it all drips. So, I ended up on the flat. Can you not lean your. Yeah, you can, but because the board's so big, it's just really yeah. not comfortable do you no. know what I mean doing that and so what I ended up doing the second one once I learned that that didn't work very well was having uh, a big protective sheet on the floor and I was on the floor doing that piece on the flat and then I did the the you other bit on your, the easel you, you should have attached your camera to the ceiling and done a bird's eye view well do you know what I was thinking um With I'm gonna try and do on that the trouble is <laughs> Our ceilings are not that high. <laughs> so it'd be a close-up of your bum. <laughs> yeah, be close-up of my bum. So I'm sure that I'd do really well on social media. In my very oh, sexy... Knickers you've got. If you've got your Andy J pizza, pizza knickers on. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was, um, uh, was Doodle Man, wasn't it? Not Andy J pizza. If anyone who's listening does not know what I'm talking about, I bought. Pe- I, I had um, a pair of very beautiful... Um, stunningly sexy knickers made for Tara um, with the permission, very kind permission of not out and DJ Pizza. Uh, Bergerman, 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 John uh, Bergerman, John Bergerman. <laughs> yeah, sorry, not Andy J Pizza. We've had him nice. on as well. John Bergerman yeah. pants, and it was a slice of pizza. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but you can get me some Andy J Pizza ones if you want. You know, I don't mind. <laughs> I wonder what he would make of that. <laughs> uh, for sure he'd find anyway it funny. so you weren't wearing those right okay no but it's, what they'd have is a lovely picture of me wearing my uh boys tracksuit bottoms lovely with the nice with the striped with a, no and <laughs> no just very sexy boys tracksuit bottoms nice yeah mm. so you might get that yet on social media <laughs> you wait later on you'll be going here is my latest setup yes and you'll have this camera dangling from the ceiling yeah, I've got to work away rigging that up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anything else new with you or is that it? No, that's about it, I'm afraid. Okay, so today we are going to try to help you figure out how to get back on track if you've stopped drawing. And um, I, we, we've decided, we, often, we so often do this, don't we, Tara, where we decide on a topic depending on what's going on with us at the time. 
because we don't like talking about stuff that we've not experienced. We only like talking about stuff we have experienced. And quite often it's when we're experiencing it, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And yeah, and, and I, if you listen to us regularly, probably the last couple of episodes, you'd heard, you've heard me sort of say, oh gosh, you know, you know, it's because I, I paint a lot. I have a website, I sell, I do all this stuff, but there just came this point and I don't know what it was. It just sort of, um, just suddenly happened where I thought I don't know what to do next I just don't know what to do next I think I started confusing myself I was experimenting enjoying other things and I thought oh well now what do I do and I don't know I just wasn't feeling very inspired to do anything in particular um so yeah that I, we sort of decided on this subject we thought it'd be quite good but it sort of um tied in as well with me not drawing anymore like I used to um and I'll go into that a little bit later. But basically, I think if you stopped drawing or painting um, for a while, it, it's one of those things that easily happens. There can be a lot of reasons behind it. But I think the first thing you have to, to do is you have to find out or at least think about what's caused you to lose your way and how you can then get yourself back into the habit, which, by the way, I am back into the habit now, which is great. Um, but I will say one of the one of the reasons I've got so distracted recently is I was getting way too caught up in social media. And I don't really mean looking at social media. I mean stressing myself out about being on it a lot. And you were saying this earlier, weren't you, Tara? You were sort of saying you have to be really... Um, I don't know if it was before we started recording, was it? We were talking about yeah, something. Yeah, before and, we started, yeah. Yeah, and we were chatting about um, the, the amount you have to do on social media um, to be successful. And I I would say that I... Um, well, anyone who follows me on social media, you probably noticed I haven't been on there for a, a, at least the last three weeks or so. In fact, I know it's about three weeks. And that is because I decided to take a complete break for it for a bit. And I don't mean kicking the creatives, obviously. I'm still, I've still been manning that and all that sort of stuff. That's, that's a separate issue. I'm talking about my, my personal um, art platform. Um, and one reason I took a break is that I haven't been able to share the process of my, my recent painting anyway, because obviously my daughter, whilst I'm sure she doesn't listen to my podcast, <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't listen to this, um, she she certainly follows my Instagram and things like that. So I, I didn't want her to, to to see what I was doing. So I haven't shared that. Um, and the other reason is what I was just saying, really. I was getting too caught up in that stress of thinking, I, I need to post, I need to set something up for Instagram, I need to make a reel, I need to make a video. And and I decided in the end, oh, God, this is all taking more time than the art is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was getting a yeah. bit... I was finding it a bit... Um, can't even think of the word... Really stressing, yeah, it's really stressing me out, thinking, oh, my gosh, I've got to do this. And... and um, I suppose I could, you know, I know what, before you say this, Tara, because I know you so well, I know that you you would probably say to me, and you're absolutely right, I could have recorded the whole process of the painting I've just done and made loads of posts from that to put up later on. But then yeah. I felt as though if I was going to take a break, then that would have been defeating the object. It was nice just to relax and paint, not think about taking any photographs, making any videos, 
Um, and I think... You the, know what you could do, though, don't you? What? Just butting in. <laughs> <laughs> but what you could do, I, I've seen someone do before, is they basically finish the painting... Mm. And then they just get a brush with a bit of paint on it and make them look like they're finishing off a tiny bit of detail. I could do that. I don't mind doing that. Maybe this, I could just yeah. sign it. <laughs> yeah, anything like that. Yeah. But, do you know, it was just so nice to to not think about that just for once, just for one painting. And I think if there was going to be a painting I needed to do that, it was this one because it was for someone else. It, was, it wasn't meant to be a... Um, anything to put on social media you know and I think the painting probably would have taken twice as long at least if I'd have done it any other way but let me tell the other reason I took a break uh quite honestly it was because social media was just getting right on my nerves (laughs) it really was do you know I, I follow specific people for specific reasons and of course social media decides doesn't it for you what you're gonna see yeah And it got to a point where I was thinking, why am I seeing all of these reels and videos, A, from people I don't even follow, and B, with the most annoying and loud and irritating music. Oh, God, I was getting so bored of seeing the same things done by different people just in a bit of a different way. And like I say, it's people I didn't even know I was, I didn't, I wasn't following. I just couldn't understand it. It was like, where are the people I follow? You know, why aren't I seeing your stuff, for instance? Why aren't I seeing Carmel's stuff? The people I I love to watch because they're very, um, that's what I want to see. Why am I seeing somebody, I don't know, dancing with someone else while they're making their bed i don't understand it <laughs> you can just, set it you know you can set it so, okay so you this choose is the, who you want. yeah okay so tell us then because i'm pretty sure that everyone on who's listening to this there'll be a lot of them that like me how do you do that i know how you do that on on facebook so how do you set oh, it a, i haven't got my phone to hand but basically on a person's profile there's like a i don't know if it's like a little bell like on youtube something at the top and you can set them as one of your sort of preferred people okay i get it right because the other thing i was thinking is that it's all videos i'm not seeing any pictures anymore i'm not seeing pictures that's that's because they're promoting it there's a bit of a backlash against instagram because instagram you know tiktok the app tiktok yeah well tiktok tiktok have grown massively and the short form video, which is what TikTok's all about, yeah. is becoming huge on basically on YouTube on, and on TikTok. Mm. And so Instagram are trying to grab that market. But what they haven't thought about is that what a lot of people are on there for is they love seeing photos and photographs of art. Yeah. And so there is a bit of a backlash going on. I, I guess what they're trying to do is they probably want to get the younger market in. Because the younger market are probably gone from Instagram, and they're probably trying to get some back or get the new ones. But yeah, it it doesn't appeal to the people probably that have been there quite a while. It's just changed so much Instagram. Yeah. It really has. It's changed from being um, I have a, a, a feed full of beautiful art and people's drawings and just everything I wanted to see. And 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 of course, I do really enjoy looking at people's videos and reels to to a point but i you know i want to see photos as well i don't only want to see um 
And it seems to me like the, you have to be a comedian as well. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you should be all right. Right. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I'm saying though it's like and that's fine yeah I do yeah. I, I love you know I, I absolutely love a bit of humour I have a um, a very naughty sense of humour I love it I really do but there comes a point where you think okay right well hang on what about the other stuff then where's that gone where, where is it all it just seems it seemed really weird it seemed like I, I couldn't even see any photos anymore everything I was scrolling down was just a, a video and it was a video of something I wasn't even where I was even interested in, do you know what I mean? It's we'll have so a video strange. of my bum soon anyway. So that oh, will... that, now that, I will be zooming in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I don't mind all of that. I, I love a bit of humour, I really do. But I just want it to be from the people I'm following, you know, not from the people I'm not. not a, you don't want a random bum, do you? I don't want anyone's random bum in my face, no. No. <laughs> I really don't. You know, I know, I know, I'm not silly. I know social media is so, so important for what we do. I know it is. And this is something I do know I need to work on next year. Um, But it's easy, isn't it, to feel like you've got to compete with everyone else's numbers and the amount they post. But at the end of the day, it's the art for me that is the most important thing. And, And I just needed to step away from that for a while. But you know what the weirdest thing was? The weirdest thing was that I got more followers in the last three weeks that I haven't posted anything. <laughs> really? The, the, yeah, than when I was posting every day. Isn't that... <laughs> Although, I'm fairly sure, I reckon that if you don't go on it for a while, like, you know, a couple of weeks, and then you post something, I do wonder if there's something in their algorithm that says, oh, we need to encourage this person. Do you know what I mean? Oh, a bit more. Well, I don't I'm, know. No. I'm just guessing. <laughs> maybe, I'm guessing. I'm guessing this. <clears throat> maybe you're all missing a trick then. Maybe you, have, you yeah. all need to take a break for three weeks. You'll get about, I don't know, 50 new followers. <laughs> but no, I do. I, of course, now I've got some new followers. I, I'm like, oh, no, I feel really guilty now because they followed me and I'm not posting anything. Um, but I am going to come. I'm just giving myself another week. Um, and I, I need to, I do need to get back onto it. I do. And, and like I say, it is, it is important. It's an important part of what we do. But it just became... Um, in the end, it became like that. I was going into my art studio more thinking about how I was going to post and what I was going to post than going in and thinking... The actual like, painting. The actual painting, let's get on with that. And it was. It, I realised that there was a, the balance was all wrong for me, so I needed to kind of completely reset. Let's just work on the important stuff, and then I'll go back to that. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's um, when you go on social media and you look at all that, you kind of think, how do these people do all this stuff, you know? And it does make I you know. feel like, oh, I can't, I can't possibly compete with that. I don't have that sort of time. And then it almost makes you think, well, then I can't, you know, I, why bother? Which is a terrible thing to say. So I'm on a podcast to inspire people, but I'm, gonna, I'm just being absolutely <laughs> honest. I'm being 100% honest with everyone. I have not felt inspired to be on social media recently. I, I actually did see Carmel, who was on our previous podcast, say... And she's brilliant at social media. Oh, she she's amazing. Like, oh, fantastic videos. Um, and she, it, I'd almost say she's a photographer the way she films stuff. She just she yeah. just creates such a lovely shot. But I actually saw her say on social media that she was going to be cutting back on social media because, she, like you, she she felt like she was becoming more consumed with making for social media than she was by doing the actual painting. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's a common thing. Do you know, I, I was thinking about something the other day, going slightly... Oh, wow! What? What? 
the, the fact that you were thinking about something. Oh, you are so mean to me. I was thinking, I don't know what was happening on your end. I was thinking, what on earth just happened? Just, no, so it just sounded like you, so, like you need a round of applause for that, the way you said it. Yeah, but now I, now I can't remember what I was thinking. <laughs> I was going to say something and you've just totally thrown it. Sorry, what was it then? <laughs> Oh, I just told you about Carmel um, taking a oh, break. Oh, yes, yes, and yes. I- right, before I get distracted again, okay. So I was thinking, don't be me, I was thinking yeah. the other day, in, I would say, um, the mid-90s to, let's say, 2010, I right. honestly think that was probably the very best time there ever was in the in history of being an artist. Because if you think about it, before um, before then, you had to get in a gallery, really, didn't you? Otherwise, yep. your art just wasn't seen anywhere. It just wasn't. So to be any kind of successful artist was nigh on impossible unless you, you know, it was very, very, very difficult to, to make money from art. And um, and then along came computers and um, and blogs and you know uh, if you got on there quick enough you you became very well known on your blog and you got a real great network and then there was websites and we had our own galleries we didn't need galleries so much now if you weren't in one it wasn't a big deal because you you know we 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 market our own stuff so. It's fantastic how it's been, has been absolutely amazing. What I was thinking, though, was since, let's say, 2015, maybe, um, I wonder now if it's got, we've gone back to a time where it's a lot more difficult to be seen because there, it's just incredibly dilute now and... Um, and with algorithms and all the rest of it, I don't know whether we've gone backwards and it's actually harder again to become a, a, a well-known artist or a well-respected artist or somebody who's, you know, whose name yeah, is known I, in the art world. I don't know. because, And I think it's because it's all gone a bit too far. The other, It's gone so far that it's gone too far. Yeah, I mean, I guess some of it as well is everything, it's very accessible now. So, yeah. whereas back then, even, you know, when they first had to do a WordPress blog before you could get easy blogs, there was a little bit of uh, friction, I guess. You know, unless you were a little bit technical or prepared to give it a go, you wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But now it's easy to have, you don't even need a website, do you? You just open up an Instagram account yeah. so anybody can do it. But I, I, I think you can still do well, but I just think those people that do do well, I just think they must put masses and masses of work into it. Yeah. Consistently. I think you, do, you need to be a really, you need to be Consistent. Like, yeah. I think that's the key, isn't it? It is consistency. So don't do what I've done. Don't take three weeks off. <laughs> no. And also I think, because like for me, I've been on Instagram quite a long time, but I haven't been doing the same thing. It's only in the last year or two years that I've actually been consistently painting before that I was much more scribbly sketching wasn't I yeah so whereas you've got these people like Anna Zubarev who we had on the podcast um a little while ago I think she I think she said she's been consistently posting for like six years or so 
But wow. if you can imagine, she's been posting like pretty much every day for six years and talking to people. And she's got this very consistent style that people know what they're going to get with her, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. So and that, that's, I guess, why people like that do well. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously the last sort of, I don't know, 10 years I've been painting marbles and bottles and reflective stuff and then all of a sudden I've there's there's bums and um an old master portrait (laughs) (laughs) so that that just um um, amplifies the level of confusion I'm at right now actually I will say I'm not confused I know that I I am not veering away from what I've been doing I just I think playing has been the thing for me I think I just needed to do that but then you know I I don't think there's anything wrong with that so if you do find you're getting a bit caught up in it all there's no harm in taking a break, I don't think. No, I mean, but there are other things you can do. Like um, you could use a scheduling app and schedule a week or two's content. Um, yeah. I mean, that's what I've been doing while I was away as well. And like, like we said, you don't have to just make one bit of art into one post. You can post it multiple different ways, can't you? you yeah. You can do a video of it. You can do a close-up. You can do you know detail and texture and all sorts I did Um, one didn't I where I was just spinning around really fast so that (laughs) I was showing my painting that I couldn't show because it was commissioned and I I just span around really fast so that you couldn't actually see it but it was just me spinning around with this painting (laughs) so it's like I'm showing it but I'm not really showing it (laughs) yeah anything like that but um yeah so so you can get Tara well for, for us for kicking the crazies I'm using an app called promo republic it's not one of the bigger well-known ones but it's one that i bought really cheap mm. uh, on a one-off payment uh but for myself i've got one called sociomonials which again i bought very cheap one-off I, I find these deals um but there are very big ones called like there's buffer and hootsuite and they tend to have a free plan where you can do like a small amount of posting for free um but also facebook and instagram they've got their own one called creator studio that's completely free and you can go into that and you could schedule out like a week worth of content in there and get it to go to both platforms the only thing you can't do is reels so if you want to do a reel you have to um you basically just save them as drafts or i think you can post reels using some apps but it doesn't do it very well because you don't get the music you don't get the text and stuff like that um but also Another thing you could do, which I think we've spoken about a bit before, is just to concentrate on one platform rather than spreading yourself too thin. Um, yeah. But but there is actually an app which I used ages ago, um, and I think it's free to use like a, a certain amount of times, and it's called, I, this is t- a terrible name, IFTTT. IFTTT, yeah, yeah pre- right. And I think it stands for something like if, then, than, this. Then that. Oh, also, if then, then that, then that. If then, then, if then, then that. I've heard of this. Yeah. And so what you do there, like, say you decided your platform was going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, Instagram. You'd set up your Instagram post, but then you'd set up this IFTT to automatically make connections to, say, like, Facebook and Twitter. So basically you post your Instagram and it automatically posts to all the other places. Yeah, which is quite a, quite a good idea, and might be good for you actually. Yeah, because I mean, Twitter, I went any... right off. Twi- Twitter, I was like, oh, I'm, yeah, but I'm you off. could automatically post even if you're not doing it. You know, going in and actually talking to people, you could just send your art. You know, send yeah, your post. No, you're no, to... there. no. Yeah. 
So basically, life generally getting in the way. That could be another reason you're distracted. Well, you know, that's also been my problem recently. There's been a huge amount going on this year, which has meant lots of time away doing things when I would normally be painting. And, um, do you know, this year it seemed like every man and his dog is turning 50 (laughs) or having some sort of big birthday or big anniversary or something. And there has been so many social engagements. I know how much you love a social engagement, Dara. Oh, (laughs) totally love it, yeah. And uh, weekends away, which, you know, it's it's nice. But I did say to Paul last week, I said, do you know what? Next year, I do not care if I do not set foot outside of my front door for an entire year. I I feel like we've done a lot, lot, lot more than we normally would, and um, yeah, I just it's just I suppose it's just eaten into that sort of time that I would normally be um, using to start a painting or get inspired to paint or I don't know, just being in my studio and drawing and all the rest of it, and I do think it's become it's it's interrupted my usual flow I think you know most years I, yeah. I just buzz along quite happily painting regularly and um, I just have this kind of routine going on but I reckon you know at least half of my weekends have been interrupted by this this year um, by by stuff that you know has basically just put a spanner in the works and jarred my flow a bit and and it's all it's all very nice to have things to do but actually I could live well without any of that because I want to be in my studio I want to be painting I don't know about you Tara um actually yes I do know because I'm pretty sure we've had a conversation about this in the past and I know you feel the same as I do but when I don't paint or draw regularly I I find myself getting really um well not really but quite moody do you know what I mean so kind of um I don't know. I'm quite I moody just... anyway, regardless. <laughs> you probably walk around with a with an axe when you don't draw. It's kind of like a, a, a drug for me. I, I, I reckon drawing and painting. Um, in some way, I think I don't know whether I just find it incredibly calming or whether after several years of doing it, it becomes such a a part of what you do that without it, you just don't feel yourself anymore, do you? But I guess um, I notice I feel very different when I haven't got a painting on the go or I haven't at least drawn for a while. And we've talked about this recently that I, like, I totally got out of that habit of daily drawing over the last... Because I used to get up every morning, didn't I? For an hour early, I used to draw every day. Um, but because everything had gone completely bonkers this year, um, yeah, I just got out of the habit. And, and that's not healthy for me. So like I said on the last episode, um, just recently I made the decision to go back into the studio every morning and get back into that habit of drawing every day for an hour before I do anything else. Basically prioritise it above anything else that I'm doing that day. And I mean, obviously there's days when that's not possible. I couldn't I couldn't do it when we were away for that weekend, things like that. Um but I'll always fit it in somewhere. And, and I'm just talking here about sketching at home. I'm not talking about going anywhere with my sketchbook or making it complicated. The idea is just to have a pencil in my hand and draw. And you can do the same thing. And it doesn't have to be for an hour. It can be five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes in the morning. And if you can't, well, then just get up a bit earlier like I, like I did. And I've got to say, I did find it surprisingly easy to slip back into that habit of daily drawing. And I do feel so much better for it. I think once you've had a habit, it is easier to do than when you haven't, if you know what I mean. 
I, I think it helps when I don't have a painting on the go because sometimes I think I feel so involved in the painting that the drawing then becomes the secondary. But it's really nice to concentrate on just having a bit of fun with a pencil again for a while rather than a full-on painting. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about um, starting a sketchbook again because I've just totally neglected it since I've been painting. It's that thing where you almost feel like you don't need it. Do you know what I mean? Because you used to sit on the sofa, didn't you, in the evening and just sketch? Yeah. But I have actually been thinking about doing something, and I might actually record them as well, you know, for social. But I was was thinking about maybe doing 50 Ways to Draw a Face again, but in much more of a sketchy form in a sketchbook. So they wouldn't be... They they weren't necessarily finished paintings last time, all of them. But this would be more of a a sketchbook, smaller sketchbook thing. So I I might have a go at that. I probably wouldn't put so much pressure on myself that it wouldn't necessarily have to be finished in 50 days. But just the idea that if I've already chosen a face, I haven't got to keep picking one, you know, and I can just do different things. So so I might do that again. But what I was going to say is if you are going to, if you are trying to start drawing again, I think you've got to be kind to yourself as well, haven't you? You haven't, don't go... Oh, full on, make it easy guide lines. Like you were saying, just say, I'm going to draw for five minutes a day or I'm going to draw three times a week. You don't have to go all in like, like I would and go, I'm going to do it every day. But the chances are that if you start drawing for five minutes, you're going to draw longer, don't you? Because I think starting, well, starting for me anyway, is the hardest thing. Once I get going, it's not a problem. It's just, it's a silly thing of making the effort, isn't it, to start that's hard. It could be other reasons, can't there, that you stop drawing as well. And, and one of those might be that you've hit a wall in your art, like you did recently. Yeah. And you're not sure what you want to do next. I mean, I know I really felt like that when I was doing my colourful, exaggerated style. It got to a point and I just thought, this isn't, this isn't what I want to do. This isn't right. This, although I really like the results, it just feels a bit laboured. And so I think when you get to that point, you've got to allow yourself to experiment without forcing yourself to share on social media unless you want to, unless you want to do it, you know, like I do as an experiment. Uh, but though actually, when I did that 50 Ways to Draw a Face challenge, I purposely didn't video myself to give myself more freedom yeah. to not be concerned with that. Um, and I have to say, experimenting to me is, especially through a challenge that you either set yourself or that you, you find online, that really does move you on. And, and that's moved me on to direction I love. Um, but there's other things you can do as well. You can change your format. Um, like I've also been trying. So you could go big if you normally, you know, paint small. You could go really small. You could try working really quickly, uh, work slowly, or basically just change things up for a bit. Um, but like if you work like you do, say, for example, on a large canvas that takes, well, not that large, but it takes a long time to complete, doesn't it? If you switch to work in a small sketchbook like you're doing in the mornings, I bet you can get loads done compared to, you know, trying oh, yeah. to create a really finished painting. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you've got to shake things up a bit. But, uh, you know, if you're bored, perhaps, with what you're creating, like you say, try something new. But I don't know if it was because your paintings, you know, when you were talking about your exaggerated paintings, you felt they were mm-hmm. a bit laboured. Yeah. When you when yeah. you first found that style, you loved it. You were enjoying it so much. Was it was it that they were getting a bit laboured in? What, what do you mean by that? Do you mean they were laboured in how you were creating, them, or do you mean it was laboured because you were thinking, "Oh, I just I'm a bit bored of this now. It's not." Uh, no, it was it was laboured in how I was created. So oh, okay. when when I when I started them, 
obviously, um, I hadn't used the crayons that much in that manner. So that was kind of, you know, either really strong using that way. So mm. that was kind of new. And um, also the excitement of finding something new. But after I'd done a few, it became more like colouring in. I see, yeah, yeah. So I, I knew, I didn't know if it was necessarily going to turn out well, but because I drew it all out beforehand, so it wasn't a spontaneous thing. It was a face that I drew out and then effectively I coloured in, or you know, I painted, yeah. basically. But because of that, when you're trying to cover a large area with a pastel, it just becomes quite tedious, really, when you know exactly what you're going to do. And you know um, the outcome as well, when you, when you just already know what yeah, it's going to look like. I knew the outcome. Well, I didn't necessarily know the outcome. I knew the intention of the outcome. Uh, it didn't always work. But it was just, it was the colouring in, I think, was the problem. Yeah. Because it's just c- kind of tedious to colour large areas in a colour. You know, whereas the method I use now, I don't do any pre-drawing. I don't necessarily know what it's going to look like totally either when I start. And do I kind of like that. Do you think it's like, it's a bit like having a relationship, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You have a new relationship, you find your new style. And you either find one that you're really, really comfortable with and you just fumble <laughs> along quite nicely forever in the style you found or yeah. in the relationship you found. Or, you know, it's very exciting to begin with. You know, oh, this is great and it's all new. And then after a while, you're like, uh, yeah, do you know what? I'm a bit over this now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Kind of gives you the same sort of feelings in some ways. But do you not remember me when I was doing that, after I'd done a few of these drawings, I started to say, I wish there was a way I could make it more loose. And I kept on trying different things, didn't I? I was like, try and do it wet and wet. But the problem is, it it then didn't give a nice look of things. And yes, I I was constantly trying to find this thing. And I just think it wasn't there in that style yeah, yeah yeah a bit like a relationship I guess <laughs> so that you know the style of this painting I've just done and even the subject is completely different than what I've done before for a long well for a long time at least I don't paint portraits and I certainly don't paint them in, in the style of the old masters so this has been a total change for me and it's really made me excited about painting again and I guess I could liken it a bit to the style I did those old teddies in in a way don't get me wrong yeah. I'm not interested in um going further with this at all it, it I did this for fun um so but you know basically I changed my style and my subject for just a bit of relief I think bit of trying something else Um, but what I didn't change was my technique so I suppose it wasn't totally alien to me I think if I'd have tried to change absolutely everything including my technique and my medium and my subject um, and my style you know that that would have probably been a bit of a problem Um, I think I do think it's a good idea when you're doing this to keep an element of the familiar maybe even if you um just tried a new medium or a completely different subject or a new surface or do what Tara's done and do a completely different size. You know, it, it can be all you need to just get a bit of excitement back into your life again, you know. Well, sounds really sad on it, back into your life, back into your studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but but also i think if you're you might actually just be burnt out mm. you know if you've been painting loads especially or you know or things have been going on around you there's no harm in allow yourself no, to take a break, like you were saying, for a specific amount of time and let yourself refresh a bit, you know. And, and also, like you said, that, that pressure of seeming to be expected to do loads of drawing. And, and one thing I've actually noticed, this is going back to social media a little bit, is that if you look through some of the big social media accounts of artists and you flick back maybe a few months, you'll see they're using the same thing over and over again. I've so, seen that where, you know... It, people do that they'll put they'll put a painting up and then they'll perhaps you know in a few months they'll have the same painting but it'll be leaning up against a fruit bowl with a cup of tea or even the same <laughs> exactly the same painting yeah. exactly the same picture even yeah i've seen so if you scroll back it's like oh there's that one again there's that one again mm. so it, it it gives the illusion that they're doing more than they are probably they but, say um, now don't they that you because it used to be I know we keep harping back onto social media here, but it used to be with Instagram, they used to say that the or actual fee, you know, the, your profile page where you've got all the thumbnails should be very cohesive. And they're saying now that it doesn't matter anymore. That's not oh, right. Yeah, they're saying now that that actually isn't, it's not. Because it's all about video now, that's why. Because people in, probably don't visit your profile as often. Because yeah. you're probably more in the video feed. Yeah, so they're yeah. saying don't bother worrying about that. So it's interesting, isn't it? And I remember when there used to be all those um, filters. Do you remember? Everyone on Instagram were doing filters on their photos. They were kind of making them kind of look vintage almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a thing for a while, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, burnout. I think that was probably yeah, so, my, but, my problem. Yeah, yeah, burnout, but also, it, you know, maybe it is a thing where you need to take the time off but you might find like you that you you start to miss it if you have that time off which I hopefully I think you are now aren't yeah you? definitely um but but if if it's not then maybe you need to try some of the other things that we've mentioned or we're gonna mention yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure we did an episode didn't we Tara on um taking yourself as an artist on a date because I remember you hated yes. the title <laughs> you're like I did that's yes. so lame <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> can't remember exactly what it was called um but it was about giving yourself opportunities to look at other art um if you don't feel like painting or drawing then book yourself on a date to you know put it on the calendar to go out for the day get inspired without the pressure of having to do anything yourself so it could be anything from going to a local art gallery sitting down even just with a new art book often that's um all I'll need to get me running back to the studio when I've been in a bit of a rut and sometimes you see in galleries subjects that you've never thought of painting before, but all of a sudden you see someone else's work and think, oh, wow, I'd love to try painting something like that. And of course, I don't mean copy that person, but take what it is you like from it, whether it's the subject or the colour combination or whatever that you're seeing in it that you like, and then allow it to inspire your own work. Sometimes just seeing some things you know in a new way is enough to light that spark again and I was thinking the other day actually about this you know I love painting reflective objects I really do and I paint a lot of glass and I paint a lot of you know all marbles and all this sort of stuff and I was thinking the other day I like the idea of painting some fish you know I'm talking perhaps like um fish just poking their head out of the water but not just that like maybe tropical um 
birds or something. Imagine that with all those beautiful, shiny feathers and their eyes. And the only thing that puts me off about doing that is that I'm an artist, but I am a terrible photographer. I'm not good at photography at all. I'm really not. Um, And I don't have tropical wildlife in my garden in the UK. (laughs) I don't have parrots in my garden. And but you're going away, aren't you? Yeah, but there's, I don't think I've seen any parrots in Thailand either. Oh, um, okay. But And the thing is, you have to have a good photograph. And whilst I could go online and find a copyright-free image, it never feels the same to me if, if I'm working from someone else's photograph, unless it's somebody I know that they've taken the photograph and it's not something that's all over the place. It doesn't sit right for me. I just feel like it's not 100% mine, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah so th- I, I probably, probably a zoo or something, I don't know, or maybe an aquarium yeah. or something. I, I don't know. But I, I did think the other day, I thought maybe, you know, there's plenty more subjects out there. It doesn't have to be glass. I could, I could mix it up a bit and do something else. But like I say, it's the, it's the photograph that's then the problem for me because the, some of the things I want to paint, we don't, we can't really, we don't have here in this country. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like you, I'm not a good photographer either, you know. Yeah. It's a bit of a point-and-shoot job for me. Yeah, yeah I don't know anything about the, you know, lens, different lenses and all that. I'm just, I just don't. And I, do you know what, yeah. that's, that's a step too far. <clears throat> I don't really want to learn that either because I'm not no. really interested. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe you stopped drawing because you had a confidence wobble. Now, you're not alone in that because we've all been there. Me and you have been there loads of times, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Um, but I think it's like sport because you see these sports people and they're doing really well. They win everything for a year and then next year nothing goes right and they're not in the leaderboards for absolutely anything. And that's just how we are, isn't it? You get this time when you seem to be in the zone, everything goes right and then you'll get like a month or two and just you draw crap. Yeah. And I don't know why it is. It's, it's just weird. I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know if it's a burnout thing or i don't know if it's why you wait to get to the next stage but i think in the end we just have to start to accept that it's normal and that everybody goes through that but it does feel pretty sucky at the time doesn't it well i'm actually glad to to feel the opposite and that it's nothing like sport because if it was like sport i would be rubbish <laughs> i was terrible at sport absolutely never did anything were you a sporty person i bet you were i bet you played no, I wasn't. netball no you didn't no do you know what? No, the only thing I was good at was badminton. Oh, same, same but that's only because I played for a club. Ah, uh, okay. I think social media has made things more. It's made people doubt themselves more because you're forever being fed these images of other people's work. I think it does. It doesn't do much for your confidence. Do you know what I mean? A bit like yeah. when you do sport at school and everyone else is doing really well, and you're like, oh god, I'm still. You know, I've, I still haven't caught the ball yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I was the worst runner. I was always oh, at the yeah. back. I, I hated so bad. I hated you know, I the quicks hated, when you do quick stuff. I just yeah. hated getting changed. <laughs> I hated getting changed. I was always cold. I hated getting changed. I don't know about your school, but we we were made. I mean, this is going back to the blooming. This is oh communal showers. Yeah. Did you have to go in naked? Yeah, yeah. Had yeah. to go naked, and we had a teacher at the end of the. Um, at the end of it, making sure that you walk through without any clothes on and you had to have your arms down by your side. How cruel is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was cruel. Yeah, Yeah, they used to check you'd gone in, yeah. 
Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about anyway, that. But no, I um, don't. If you do have a confidence wobble, then one of the things I've found to, to be a good thing to do is just look at the art that you've done in the past. And it sounds really weird, but there are times when, you know, I've had to remind myself that I can actually paint when I have a confidence wobble. I mean, of course I can. I know that I can. And I, and I do, and I've done, and all the rest of it. But... I have to remember and you have to remember that we're all artists in our own right and we don't need to compare ourselves to someone else who's doing fantastic work. The only way I can actually do that sometimes is actually by looking back on some of my own previous work, you know, my favourite stuff and, and let myself look at it as a viewer instead of an artist for a change or instead of the artist for a change. So when I detach from it, particularly if it's a painting I did quite a while ago, I think it's easier. When I can detach from it and look at it as though it's someone else's work, it's when I do that that I can finally sort of see it for what it really is and I can stand back and think, oh, well, you know, I've, I've done that, so if I can do that, then I can do this, you know. Um, I think the hardest kind of confidence wobble, though, comes from uh, maybe if it comes from outside of you and it comes from someone else entirely and maybe it's a negative comment somebody's given you or maybe it's a negative comments from people about a painting you've done or or your work in general and that's really tough to come back from I think especially if you're beginning and I do totally get that but you do have to remind yourself that you know as we've said a million times on this podcast before we've all heard the term art is subjective well it really is there'll always be someone who doesn't like what you're doing but it's very, very hard not to let that tread on your confidence. And you'd like to think most people wouldn't actually say it. But I do think that as artists, we have to have a thick skin, don't we? Yeah, I mean, I actually asked this question on Twitter, actually. Um, is there anything really such, such as good art or is it all just taste? Mm. And a majority of people said it's taste. Yeah, I have to um, agree. Obviously, obviously there's, there's someone can actually, you know, there's, there's skill level to applying paint and stuff like that. But in the end, you might get someone who applies paint terribly, but their work is worth a fortune just because somebody says it's good or believes it's good. So I think the majority of it is just it's just taste, isn't it? Yeah, 100% I agree. So try and keep the good comments somewhere so you can look back at them. I've mentioned it several times before, but I've got a, a notice board up behind me and I've got some of our KITC comments yeah. on there. But maybe try doing this with your art or put them on a screensaver or, you know, even on your phone just so you see it every day because it, it really is that thing where as humans we're kind of programmed to make much more of the negative comments than we are of the positive ones. It's like you always brush off a compliment, don't you? But if someone says something back, uh, bad, you'll sit and linger on that for weeks. It's slightly yeah. crazy. I do yeah. think as well that you get to a point, don't you, where you don't know if you're getting any better. You feel like you're at a standstill. You find that, don't you? I, I find that. I think we all do at some point. And I just, it just um, occurred to me when you were talking about having that notice board... Um, where you keep the good comments, that might be a good place actually to put the first drawing you can remember drawing when you first started, when you first thought, I want to be an artist, I want to take drawing seriously or painting or whatever. Pick You could actually pick something, that your first um, drawing maybe or your first painting, take a photo of it and pin it on your pin board. And then six months later, choose your most favourite painting from that period 
and put that next to it and then six months later do the same and then you can look at a record of how you're improving and like a time-lapse record that would be quite a cool idea I think yeah, that would be a nice idea. I've, I've seen people do that on social, actually, where they'll show, this is one of my paintings from, like, two years ago. This is from six, you know, six months ago. Mm. It's quite fascinating. And I actually was digging through some of my rather disorganised paintings yesterday because I, I was trying to video some different things. And um, it's funny because you take out things that you thought were good, maybe from a year ago, six months ago, any time ago, and you thought, I used to really like that. And you think, oh, my God, yeah. it's bad. <laughs> and that's a really nice thing because that is when you know you've progressed. It is. It's, you, you just do. Think, but I, then you, yeah. you can't help wondering, can you, if what you're looking at now, though, in about three years' time, you're going to be like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I, know, I did think that as yeah. well. Yeah. The old pessimist way of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing that could be, um, you know, drawing you away from your art is the time of year. And, um, God, can you believe, I mean, I know we're in September still, but really, as soon as the 1st of October comes around, that's it, isn't it? Do you know, what yep. are we on now? What date are we on? It's the 21st as we record this. And I'm sure it was about seven or eight days ago, I actually saw the first full-on Christmas advert. It was on Sky, and there was the full Santa Claus and everything. I literally couldn't believe what I was seeing. Can you believe that? Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible, isn't it? But it, it, it makes you think, oh, my God, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And it's such a busy time. And, you know, we can always tell how much it affects artists um, because that is one time when our Kick in the Creatives Facebook page slows right down, doesn't it, over the Christmas period. And there's definitely no shame in giving yourself some time off in that sort of holiday season. That said, though, there are things you can do if you want to be creative but you just find yourself all over the place and you don't have time um you can help yourself stay creative by doing things like um maybe making your own christmas cards or gift tags they're the little things that don't take very long but they keep you in the habit of being creative in some way while you don't have much time but they're still helping you towards whatever you're doing around that time um, another busy time is, of course, the summer holidays, which in the UK we've just come out of. Um, if you have children, obviously, I mean, my children have left home now, so it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference to me. But, um, you know, if you have got young kids and it's the summer holidays, that is a nightmare time to try and do anything for yourself, isn't it? But then again, you know, maybe there are ways of weaving it in in a different way. Perhaps you could take your kids out for the day on a sketching trip. That would be fun. I mean, most kids love drawing, don't don't they? They don't care whether they're good or bad. So do it with them. Or uh, maybe you could take over their art homework. My kids used to love me for that because I used to love doing art <laughs> homework. <laughs> um, and I always used to like stress about that. I hope they get an A. I hope they get an A. <laughs> but there isn't any point in stressing out about any art at times like that. All you can really do is adjust your routine to fit in with those particular times or, or tie it in maybe with having a break if you tend to... I mean, I do know there are some artists out there that have a full month's break and they just have a four-week period from start to finish. If you are one of those artists, um, then perhaps tie it in around one of those times. Yeah, I mean, there are other things that can stop you drawing as well, and that is because you're forgetting to have fun with it, and maybe you're just not enjoying it because of that. And sometimes we get so much in our own heads, don't we? And we forget that the original reason we probably started art, there was for fun. 
Yeah. So I think that is one of the big reasons to take part in a challenge. I know I always say this challenge thing, but it doesn't even have to be a big challenge, a big organised one. It could be just something you set yourself. It can be say, oh, I'm going to do two little paintings a week or whatever. Just something that stretches you, but you're going to enjoy. Or maybe it's something completely out of what you normally do. Like you said before, you might have to go at collage, which I don't think you've done, have you? Nah, I went off that idea. No. <laughs> yes, I thought so. But but you could also, if you want to make a bit more of a social thing to be fun, you could join in a local art class, see what's going on around you, or an online one. I prefer an online one. Don't have to see anyone else, yeah. do you? Then? Yeah. Um, I like those as well, online one, because if you go to an in-person one, it gets a bit boring. You can't say, you know, fast forward to the, to the juicy bit, can you? Whereas an online one, you can just skip forward to all the rubbish and just work at your own pace. Um, but if you do want a social thing, there are things online like live drawing and often they're live. So that then you do get a sort of social element of everybody else on Zoom also doing it. But you can also turn them off when you've finished. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I think allowing yourself to, to play a little bit of playtime. Um, and I, as I said before, I'm speaking here from my experience. The playtime I've been enjoying recently has, has given me a real lift, I think. And it's a bit like uh, going to school, isn't it? If, if you don't have a playtime, then you can't work nearly as well in class. There's a reason why kids are sent out to play. It's to burn off a bit of energy, burn off a bit of steam and to just let go because what they do back in the classroom, obviously they've got to behave themselves, they've got to do things, you know, um, and not muck around. So it's, it's, you know, as an artist, it's the same sort of thing. You need that time. And I suppose the best place to play as an artist would be in the sketchbook, isn't it? So, so please don't neglect your set sketchbook. Sex book. <laughs> you said that last time. Why do I keep you saying got, that? I don't know. You've got a sex book on the brain, haven't you? I don't even own a sex book, I promise. <laughs> so uh, let me say, uh, sketchbook, sketchbook, don't neglect the sketchbook. Um, it's by far the best place to experiment and just have that fun with no pressure, no audience, no expectation. And it's surprising the things you can actually learn about yourself, um, like the things you enjoy and the things you don't, just by sketching regularly. Um, but another fun thing, I think, to do is to start, uh, start something with a friend so you can cheer each other on. Um, it's a bit like going to the gym, and I know we've used this analogy a million times, but it's no fun going to the gym on your own. Uh, but if you go with someone else, you're going to be far more likely to actually do it. I suppose the tricky part is that is finding someone in your own immediate circle with the same interest. But if you can't, it's so easy now online, isn't it? Team up with a member of the Facebook group, maybe. I mean, the Facebook group, our Facebook group certainly is, is a great place to meet other people with the same interests. And we see really lovely friendships developing on, on the Facebook group all the time, don't we? We can just tell by how many comments people give each other and certain people um kind of I don't know they just seem to hit it off maybe somebody in the group would like to I don't know do do something with you if you say I I, I think I'm going to do the 50 ways to draw a face challenge do you fancy it it's no harming asking they could only say no do you know when you were talking about that I thought you were talking about getting one people in the group to do a fitness thing with you <laughs> You were no. talking about, oh, it's nice, have some together. So I could have just imagined everybody there saying, oh, should we have a little fitness class together? <laughs> 
That, that would be a new new type of Zoom class, it would, wouldn't it? it? Yeah. Or maybe you could do um, a jump and draw or something. So do you know, we did, fitness. in lockdown, we did do a couple of sketch uh, things, didn't we? Like Zoom live drawing sessions where I would yeah. do various sort of poses and people would just try have a go drawing. at drawing. Yeah, maybe we could do, um, I could be doing like some sort of yoga or something. <laughs> Not that I'm any good at yoga, but... Um, attempting the, <laughs> attempting the downward dog or whatever, and people could have a go at drawing because that way I'm kind of or moving maybe, a bit. Maybe we should do the. Yeah. the I meant actually the participants would be doing. The oh yeah, yoga and then we could draw them. Drawing. Hmm. No, and they draw at the same time. Or they, oh, they do I see. Two two laps of your room, and then you do a sketch, and then another two. Well, that would be loose, me. wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, we sort of touched on this, but you might have also stopped drawing because you've got a bit of a bout of comparisonitis. I'm amazed I said that. I'm amazed um, you said that. Because, I mean, it's like, it's a social media thing, isn't it, again? It's like, years ago, I mean, I remember when I was about 20, if you wanted to look at art, the only place you're either going to see art is either go to a gallery or you're going to have to buy yourself an art book or an art magazine. But then if you bought the art magazine or art book you would assume that the artists in there were like the cream of the cream you would assume they were like right up there um and now you obviously get to see so many amazing artists you start to think that is the norm yeah when it's not it's just that the other people don't either put the work out there or because they've they've not got that level of following you don't see them so much and it's like it's like watching the olympics isn't it if you just were yeah, obsessed with the Olympics and, and follow everyone who does sport, you'll think that everyone should be good at sport. But that's not, that isn't the reality, is it? Most of us are rubbish. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that. But also realise that while you're there looking and dribbling at somebody's amazing artwork, <laughs> there'll be someone else who's probably doing doing. <laughs> There's someone else who'd be looking at your work and thinking, oh, I'm never going to be that good. Yeah. So, so you know, it's all comparative, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. But, yeah, de- definitely just look back on your own stuff and remind yourself of your own capabilities and, and stop worrying yeah. about so much everyone else's, you know. We're all different at the end of the day. So shall I read out the question we had last time? Yes. And that was, and I thought this was a bonkers question, but we got some fantastic answers, so yeah. I bow my head. Thank you. Um, if if you could choose one imaginary friend to join you in your art studio, who would it be and why? So we've got Andy W. Art. I would like a small dragon, please, one that can curl up on the end of a workbench and occasionally share a biscuit with. Quiet company is a great and always appreciated. Communication would generally be a yawn, a stretch and a fart. I guess the dragon would get me get used to me doing that. Well, I just hope that dragons only breathe fire out of their mouths and not their bums then, because uh, you could have a, a nasty fire going on in a studio. <laughs> I would yeah. never have thought of an answer as being a dragon, would you? No, but I do like baby that one. Dragon, that's so cute. Very imaginative yeah. answer. I love it. I've got Michael Beckett and he says, I'd like to have a little Leonardo da Vinci sitting on my shoulder. I think we both have OCD minds, so we'd get on great. Who knows, maybe it'd be a little genius or a buff on me. Sharon Boone, Samantha. 
My daughter and I joke whenever something unusual happens that we have a poltergeist named Samantha. She's inspired by the scene in Frozen 2 when Olaf was calling out names because he was lost. He said, Samantha, I don't even know a Samantha. We love that line and Samantha was born. I even have a series of stories in my head of Samantha's view of the neighbourhood. Do you know, I've never seen Frozen 2, so, uh, <laughs> so I'm not sure. I think I've only seen seen bits of Frozen 1. I, I haven't seen either. <laughs> uh, I've got Kim Hine and she says, I'd like to have a Vincent in the art studio with me. I assume she means Vincent van Gogh and not yeah. just some random Vincent <laughs> Mori driver. Uh, we could talk about the sad stuff while we paint. You'd have to be standing on the right side of him, though, wouldn't you, to make sure he could hear? No, that's true. Yep. Yes. Catherine C. Slater, I'd rather be my, by myself in the studio. Now, I think you'd be the same, Tara. Totally. I'd much rather be by myself. Yeah. I've got Roving J, um, and she's replying to Catherine. She says, absolutely. I love calm and no distractions in the studio. Please don't even talk to me. Pretend I'm not here. <laughs> Margaret Gray, I miss having a pet, so a little someone in my studio to hug when I get down on myself would be great, like the anti-inner critic. Yeah, I must say, um, generally speaking, Sherlock, my dog, is with me in my studio. Um, It's only when I walk backwards, I step back from the easel and I realise I'm standing on his face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm falling over him, but then it's a bit annoying, but generally speaking, he's he's very good. I've got... Karen Turtle Creates. I don't know if I've said that. Or is it K.A. Aaron Turtle Creates? I don't know. Sorry about that. But not quite imaginary, but I'd hang out with my inner child and combine different animals to make new hybrids. Times were simple back then. It'd be nice to escape the pressures of adult life for a bit. I've got Tara Schenker. I think I'd have to pick one of the ascended masters like Saint Germain, Merlin, and turn my images into magical doorways. I've got creatives of a design illustration. Well, maybe not quite what you mean, but my imaginary friend would be would take away all the boring stuff while I concentrate on creating cool stuff. That sounds perfect. Yeah. Lisa Rakesocks. I don't know if I've pronounced that right. Sorry, Lisa, if I haven't. My imaginary friend would be Claude Monet and we would be chatting away as we both scribble with oil pastels all day and night on many different pieces of paper and canvases. I've got Steffi Toons. It'd be Philo Dutch Cat. I don't know who that is. I don't know either. Because he, because he is a side that can be everything and anything he wants to be and not follow rules. We always have to put a smile on your face. I've got Deborah Crary Art, uh, Mark Chagall. I, I, I've never heard of this one. Um, yeah, that's right. Would be my imaginary friend. He would speak to me in French, ooh, uh, and would just smile when I asked him to repeat himself or slow down. He would tell me stories about his childhood and the time he spent in Paris and southern France with the love of his life. His joy for living vibe would be contagious, and he would gently encourage me to use my imagination and be freer with my colours and composition and not be afraid to include more personal references in my paintings. Enlighten me, Tara. Who's Mark Chagall? Am I being really uncultured here? Because I've never heard of him. I know he's an artist, but I'm not sure what he painted. Sorry. (laughs) So I'm no help either. No. Um, I've got Jim Whaley Art, and he says, I think I'd choose Johannes Vermeer. I don't know if I spell it. Is that Johannes? Is that right? I think so, yeah. Well, the imaginary version of him 
that could speak contemporary English and was willing to share whatever secret techniques he used to get those hyper-realistic paintings hundreds of years ago. Uh, I've got Fihot Art. Uh, obviously, these are Instagram names. I have the voices of my favourite writers talking to me regularly while I'm painting. Virginia, Sylvia, Maya, Shakespeare, their words inspire moods, colours and shapes in the studio. My portraits, eyes' expressions are always responding to one of them. And we have a brand new question for you, which is, and I think I might have forgotten to write it on the original notes, Tara, so you probably you don't did, even know. Yeah. So you I know don't, what it is, no. do you? Okay. No. So if you could have your portrait painted by a famous artist, living or dead, who would it be and why? So if you could have your portrait painted by a famous artist, living or dead, who would it be and why? So, Tara... I'm yeah. springing this right on you because you didn't even know what the question was. Any thoughts on that? Uh, there'd be two. I know. Two. I, do you know what? I'm wondering if we're going to say the same one of one of them. We are going to say the same one of one Let, of them. Let's we're say, say the Christian Hook. Yeah. Oh, Christian. I was thinking it's, yeah. Christian Hook. Christian Hook. funny that we both said that? Yeah. He'd be one. Yeah. And the other one, can you guess? Oh, um... Louis Rosignol. Yes, I'd love to see what he would make of me. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I got that right. That was pretty impressive considering you didn't know what I was going to... I didn't know your answer and you didn't know the question. Oh, very... No. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes. Yes, yes yeah. But, I, you know, you so, did cheat a bit though there because I did say one. So out of those two, which one? No, I'm not, I'm not picking. <laughs> no. Well, I love, do you know what? Yes, I, I totally, because he actually did, Chris, uh, not Christian Hook, sorry, Louis Rosignol, you know, we, we're all aware of how he paints and draws and whatever, and he's fantastic. But recently, on his Instagram, he's been doing some, um, he did Breaking Bad, the one that played the, oh, God, I can't remember its name. Yeah, uh, he paints quite realistic, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. That's, that's far removed in some respects to what he does, like, in his sketchbooks. But, yeah. And, it, and it's, I mean so far removed, but at the same time, so incredibly similar. And I can't explain what I mean, but yeah. it's so, so clever. So, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see uh, how, he would, yeah, how he would paint a portrait of yeah. you. Um, but, yeah, Christian Hook, I feel like Christian Hook paints people from the inside out. Um, I really do. And I love how he paints eyes. And I love how it doesn't matter how old or craggy someone looks, he seems to make them look beautiful. So, uh, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Christian Hook could make me look better and Lewis Rosignol would make me look worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he'd feel about that comment. <laughs> no, but in, a, in an interesting way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you always complain yeah. you have a red nose. You always complain about I have that. I've got a red nose. Yeah, but Lewis Rockman, yeah. he paints them red anyway, so no one would ever know. They just think it was a style thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> anyway, as always, you can tweet us your much better answers to Kick, in the, Kick Creatives or let us know in the Facebook group, which I highly suggest you join if you haven't already. Um, and also, we'll put the question up there and on the Facebook page and, of course, on Instagram, which is Kick in the Creatives. And we hope that gave you the kick in the creatives you needed. Don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss 
one of our episodes. And um, if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd be so grateful if you would leave us a little review. We haven't had one for a while, so yeah, it'd be really nice, you know. Even a star rating if you don't have much time. Um, also, Tara, do you want to mention Evolve again? Because um, they're our sponsors, aren't they, for this this podcast? Oh, yep. Evolve, who, what they do is basically teach you online how to paint to a professional level in, I think it's a year or less. Um, it's something you'd have loved, wouldn't you, oh, when you were starting out? And you only have to look at the standards of it. It's in, insane. If you want to learn more about Evolve, the best thing to do is they've got a free, I think it's a one-hour masterclass that you can watch. And all you have to do is go to kickingthecreatives.com forward slash Evolve webinar. And you'll find it there. And also with that um, course as well, I think what's quite clever is they actually send you all the materials you need so that you know that you're using the correct stuff, which is a big yeah. help when you get started. Brilliant. And it doesn't matter whether you're in the UK or, or America no. or whatever, does it? Which is superb. Yeah. Uh, one more thing, if you go over to our website, you might also want to sign up for our newsletter and we just send you what's going on, what challenges we've got happening, uh, remind you of the podcast and we also send you midway through the month just some tips and ideas if you're doing any of the challenges. Yeah, a little kick up the bum really in the middle of the month, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help us here at Kicking the Creatives, you can now support us by buying us a coffee and you can find the link to do that on our website. So that's it for this time and we will see you next, well, fortnight. See ya. <laughs> I was going to say next week, fortnight. <laughs> see ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. So that, that is another idea. Yeah, anyway, it is a good idea. Next, and, and next, sorry, sorry, what was that? <laughs> oh no, I thought you were going to move on to the next point. Sorry. Will you stop talking while I'm interrupting, please? <laughs>